Hello and welcome to another edition of the Evan Eichen Show. Friday, November 15th is the one-year anniversary of this show, and I have something really, really important in the works for that, so be on the lookout for that next Friday, the 15th. But today, I have with me a member of the newly created Waldorf University eSports team. His name is Xavier. Xavier, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, so, Waldorf University eSports, how did this happen? Like, whose idea was it? How long was the process, and how did you get involved? Um, initially, it was uh, our team captain, uh, Gabriel uh, Munoz Labaleta. Um, he had started it the year prior, did some work um, with students, um, and faculty prior. Uh, I am a freshman this year at Waldorf. Um, mm-hmm. When I was made aware that they offered esports here, I uh, I got on the Facebook and I sent a message over to the uh, Waldorf Gaming Experience page, and Gabby and I uh, got in contact, and we'd been shooting emails around all summer, and uh, we moved forward from there. I remember growing up hearing about how video games are a waste of time and they're ne- you're, you're, it's never going to go anywhere and why are you doing it? And here we are in 2019 and people have scholarships to play video games to college. Boy, how wrong were we 15 years ago thinking that was a waste of time? Yes, <laughs> it's, it's crazy to think about how far uh, we've come from uh, just people doing small meetups and, and tournaments for uh, – for Tetris, or who can beat uh, Super Mario Brothers the fastest. Who has the highest score on the Pac-Man cabinet or whatever. And... Exactly, exactly. Uh, now, we have, uh, now we have scholarships for uh, players to play competitive, competitive cooperative games together, um, take it against other colleges and other teams from around the world and around the nation. Um, and, it, and it really is just so much bigger than what we ever would have thought it would be. All right, so what is the primary game for esports? Because every game has their own league. There's an NBA 2K league, Fortnite league, PUBG, Call of Duty. Uh, there's, there's leagues for just about everything. So what is the primary thing that you guys play? Uh, primarily, we play a game called League of Legends. Um, it is a massive multi uh, massive multiplayer online uh, game called a MOBA, uh, which is interesting because it's a five uh, five person versus five person game, um, with each person having their own specific role and uh, and jobs for the game, and then the objective is to work as a team to destroy your opponent's base before they can destroy yours. So it's just your typical five-on-five team deathmatch thing, like you would just play co-op with a friend? Similar, yeah. Only with a little bit of RPG elements as Um, well? A little bit of RPG elements. Um, You'll select a character. Um, Each character has different abilities, has has a different skill set. So say you're looking for a character that that, uh, that plays a bit more tanky, can... Uh, hold off a lot, can deal, can take a lot of damage, um, and can receive some damage back. Um, they have champions that are able to uh, be that tank that you're looking for. Or if you're looking for someone that uh, that can deal high amounts of damage really fast and is like an assassin, they have champions that are like assassins, and so on and so forth. Uh, if someone like me who has never played League of, League of Legends and has is only like 
familiar with it in the sense of I know it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, what would probably be my best course of action for someone who has never played it and has no idea what they're doing? Um, definitely. There are people who upload things on YouTube, um, especially beginner's guides. Um, the game has its own built-in tutorial and uh, way for you to play against, uh, play against the computer, as you would do, or play against AI. So you can constantly hone your skills, continue working on it, without just jumping into a game against someone completely random who may have a much higher skill amount than you. Yeah, and that's part of the the downside of online gaming. Once you get into the lobby, you don't know who you're going to go against, and it might be a frustrating experience where you're having to respawn every 15, 20 seconds because they've been playing this for a long time and you're just starting. Yep, of course. And and most games anymore, they have the ability for you to um, for you to go into a practice mode, allowing you to work on things yourself, uh, work against um, AI bots in order to. Uh, work on your skills more so, um, but once you uh, once you hit that point, you just go into uh, you go into PvP or player versus player lobbies head first, and you know you just give it your best. Sometimes that's all you can do. Is League of Legends the only game you guys play or are going to play? Um, it's presently the ma- it's uh, the main one we have presently. Um, we're looking to expand. We're looking at games such as uh, Overwatch. Which is a uh, same kind of style, just not a. It's a massively multiplayer online game. Uh, it's a six v six. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. They had the Overwatch Championships on ESPN uh, over the summer. All right, yeah, perfect, yeah. perfect. Um, we're also looking at a at a fan favorite Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, getting getting some Nintendo games in there. Yeah. Um, we're also looking at uh, card games such as Hearthstone and Magic: The Gathering Arena, um, both of which have been picking up a lot. Of uh, have been picking up a lot of popularity with the passing years. Uh, are you having to sort of learn how to play all of these games in preparation for that you might be playing Overwatch against this school? Then now you have to read. Now you have to learn Magic: The Gathering, and now you have to learn this. So are you sort of having to prep yourself by playing all these different games, so you have a base knowledge of what you're doing? Um, I've uh, personally, I've already played these games beforehand. Um, so I have a knowledge. However, what we've been trying to do um, is look at people who play those games already. Um, if you're new and you want to learn how to play, we welcome that with open arms. We have people that are willing to help. Um, but we also say, like, oh, you already play this game. Why not join us? That's kind of how we're finding our start. And we're hoping to uh, we're hoping to do more recruiting type things. Find people that are already uh, playing and bring them in. That's what our hope is. Like, how do you recruit in esports? Like, because it's not like I can go to the local high school and then oh, Friday nights at the high school gym they have you know the county Overwatch championships. So how do you how do you recruit guys? Um. Funny enough, uh, especially nowadays, high schools have been joining a some a league that I did in high school uh, called the High School Esports League. Um, back in St. Ansgar, where I uh, where I attended high school, we started an esports team that was sponsored by our school, um, and we played um, official leagues. We played other high schools all over the nation. Um, we're able to get our competitive roots. And our, got our starts there. And with that came websites such as uh, a website called Be Recruited, where you make an account, uh, you put your, uh, your gamer tag, your summoner name, whatever, 
uh, your name is for your account, and uh, it'll track your stats, it'll track how, how many games you win, things like that. So college coaches can use that website to take a look at how you're doing and can email you and get in contact you through it. So in a way, it's kind of as straightforward as trying to recruit like a softball player or a basketball player. Here are their highlights. This is what they can do. And if you want to recruit them, this is how you get a hold of them. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's it's not necessarily like like you would have a scout go out and watch their games. Um, But it gives you basically highlight reels and things like that would go online. And uh, it gives recruiters, anyone who's interested, a way to get a hold of you. And this was your first year. When you found out that Waldorf was having an esports team, uh, what what was the reaction when you found out that oh, there's a college pretty close to where I grew up, pretty close to where I went, and they have an esports team? Okay, yep, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm doing. Um, I was I was very much shocked. I mean, I was uh, I was already coming to Waldorf for other reasons. Um, I had been a part of Wald other. Uh, things at Waldorf, um, like their English department and other things. So when I was made aware that they had an esports team, I was like, "Are I can't believe it? I I have to jump on this." So uh, so I took the initiative, got in contact with who I needed to, and here I am today, uh, working with the esports boys. It's really great. And that that has to be amazing. Like I was coming here for other reasons, but now there's an esports team. Okay, this this is great. I I need to do this. I. I like the the idea of trying to explain to somebody like ten years ago that oh yeah like video games is going to be like a viable profession would have been absurd. Like when you fir- when you first got started into video games, did you ever think that this was going to happen? That by twenty nineteen twenty twenty oh not only are esports one of the fastest growing sports in the world, but like. Here, you can go to college and get a scholarship playing video games. I only thought of get video games as uh, tournaments or competitions you could have with your friends. I I, I played uh, I played on the PlayStation. I played on the on the Nintendo sixty four. Other things like that. And me and my friends, all oh, we'd have so much fun making tournaments uh, together, mock tournaments, I should say. Yeah. And it, and it's just great to see the strides that uh, esports has made. Uh, throughout his throughout the passing years, and and it makes me so happy just to see that everything's uh, making great turns. Uh, the first game I really got into playing with my friends was Madden two thousand four. Oh, and so. and what we would do is me and me and one of my best friends would take a notebook, and we would create our own fake tournament, like our own brackets, and then he would pick one team, I'd pick another, and then we would just spend an entire day or entire weekend when we were probably 12 or 13 years old just doing nothing but playing like fake PS2 tournaments. Oh. And it was it was a really important thing in my childhood uh, like those old PlayStation 2 games or we would just create our own storylines and uh we would have like notebooks full of like the players that we drafted and we'd make up our own stories of oh this guy went to this school and then he transferred and just and here we are Talking about Waldorf University, where I went to school, doing a League of Legends team. This is actually this is actually kind of amazing. Uh, so when you came to, like, when you first started getting seriously into video games, was there like a singular game that sort of just kind of drew you in and just knew that this is this is what it was going to be? 
Um, when I started looking at games a little bit more competitively, um, I looked into games like uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee for the GameCube. Um, when I was able to get my hands on that, I I was I was practicing the game nonstop. Who was your character? Uh, I played the character Ness from Earthbound. I loved him to death. He was one of my favorites. The uh, correct answer is Bowser. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is Bowser. Oh, well, Bowser was great. I'll not deny that, but. Uh, but I took him. I took to tournaments. I I played some local tournaments at a uh, at the GameStop that was closer by. Um, there were a couple uh, one offs at at uh, certain conventions around the area. There was a couple up in Minnesota a few years ago, um, and I basically tried to keep towards those because that was really my main interest. Um, then when I switched to a game called SSX for the uh, for the Xbox 360, it was a snowboarding game that was uh, it was an arcade title in Japan, but then they made it a they made it a uh, a console. Yeah, like a, like a snowboard racing game. I, I remember that. Yep, um, I took it to online. I was very competitive in the leaderboards. Um, I believe I hit top. 700 in in the midwest region because i did a lot of uh uh, point tallying and stuff like that i reached top 700 in the in the midwest region in 2015 and i was really proud of that um but otherwise those were my main games to start with really uh so what do you play now when you don't have to play league of legends like how out there and experimental do you get when it comes to playing games because for me the kinds of games that i are, are interested in is I liked playing the Telltale games. Of course. And I enjoyed uh, the games like Until Dawn. Oh, of course. And then yeah. uh, Men of Medan when that came out. I haven't quite played that yet, but I have a friend who has it, and hopefully, and I don't have an Xbox, so I can't play it, so I need to find it on PS3. Oh. But, you know, the Telltale games and games like Until Dawn where theoretically your choices matter. Yeah. Uh, are, are you interested in those kinds of games, or is that really not your thing? Um, I'm interested in all sorts of games, honestly. Uh uh, just with that, so um, so if I'm not playing League of Legends, um, I play games like the same kind of uh, cooperative team-based games, such as uh, such as Overwatch, uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. A few of my friends have that, and I just use it to play with them, work on that cooperativeness. Um, I enjoy playing Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. That's a great game. Um, Magic Gathering Arena. I played Magic the Gathering the paper uh, on paper, and I really enjoyed that. So when I uh, when I saw that they had a game online that was very prominent, um, that was free to play, I immediately hopped on that. Uh, besides that, like I know right now, me and a couple of friends are replaying the entire Kingdom Hearts series in order, and that's been a lot of fun. We're on. The- Does that include like the? PSP like offshoot games? No, not the uh, PSP offshoot ones, unfortunately. Uh, no, no chain of memories for you. Okay. No, no, unfortunately not. <laughs> um, but we're kind of looking back at doing those story-based driven games, and I'm kind of working on them with uh, with friends because it's a lot more a lot more enjoyable when you're playing those kind of things with friends. I mean, sure, you could do it on your own, and I would still enjoy it the same. But being able to work on different things with those kind of with uh, with friends is really great. Are you are you not a Fortnite guy? Um, I'm not huge over Fortnite. I mean, I can see where the uh, I can see where the interest lies with it. And I mean, if you're into Fortnite, you know that's great. A lot of people are very good at Fortnite, can win tournaments on Fortnite. That's great, but just personally, not for me. Uh, I've never I've actually never played Fortnite. It's it's, it's 
Like the, the the whole battle royale concept has never really been my kind of thing. Like I understand why people like games like PUBG and Fortnite. It's just it's just not my thing. Yeah. It and and not to and even though it's not my personal uh cup of tea, um it does have a lot of great concepts and a lot of great things going about it where you can play um solo, but you can also have the option to work with teams, which involves that communication, the ability to uh to relay what's going on to your teammates if they're not in the exact same area, things like that. There It's a very successful game. Um it's very competitive. It it definitely is one of the uh, games that is seeing higher tiers in esports and that is seeing more attention, and as it should because it is a very, um, it is a very uh, very good game. Is there a game that you played as a kid that you really want to get back really want to get back into? Oh man! <laughs> because because for me, the new like Modern Warfare Remastered just came out. Of course, yeah. And when that came out, like I really want to play it again, but at the same time, it's like. I can't deal with losing Captain Pierce again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I can't deal with losing that crazy British guy. Of course. I, I can't deal with it again. 13-year-old me has not recovered from losing him in that game, and I don't <laughs> think 26-year-old me can do it now. Oh. <laughs> oh, it was, a, it was a true heartbreak. I, I remember playing the original games when I was a young one. Um A game I guess I'm kind of looking back into now that I think about it, having to delve back back into my mind would have to be if I can get back to my uh get back to a Nintendo 64 again uh would be replaying either Conker's Bad Fur Day or Do- GoldenEye 007. Is Conker's the one with the squirrel? Yes. I I vaguely remember him, but I also remember like this gecko. Oh yeah, uh, I I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Games in the 90s were weird. They they were interesting. <laughs> they were they had very good con- they had very good games in the 90s. Very weird, but very good. <laughs> Yeah, like things that like you look back at it now and it was just like yeah like this would like totally never work of course in 2019 like I'm sure that Crash Bandicoot would still be really successful if they came out with it now yeah or Banjo Kazooie and it's like yeah those like games in the 90s uh, like had a weird thing with animal mascots and I don't think I fully understand why <laughs> I you know what to each their own I suppose got to fit in with the times I guess uh, that that weird cup pattern and you know mascots like the 90s were. 90s were a crazy time. Yes. Um, uh, one thing I want to mention as well with the esports is not only the prominence of players, um, but the fact that there are other job opportunities that come with esports. Because you may be interested in the esports field, but you may not necessarily be, you know, a full-on competitor, or you know, you'd rather do something else, but still remain in the field. Um, people always. I've had people ask me. Uh, what other options are there? Like, sure, you have esports. It's all about games. But what other options are there besides video games? What if you're not good enough to reach that cusp of playing for a um, full professional team? Um, what I'd like to say is there are uh, there are a lot of jobs, especially in the STEM field, especially with technologies. Um, a lot of people look for technicians that can fix computers. Um, work with sets and lights and other things yeah. because um, right now to for, turn it back to League of Legends, uh, the World's Championship for 2019 is coming up this weekend. I can't remember if it's Saturday or Sunday, um, but they have to. They are perf- they are playing and performing their opening ceremony in this massive arena in France, 
And so you have to know, you have to have people that know construction, know tech, know how to build sets, um, work lighting, sounds, cameras, all sorts of things. It's kind of like a stage play. Kind of, yes. Um, especially with people in communications, they need people who know, uh, know how to talk in front of a camera. So casters who can, uh, do play by play, kind of talk about what's going on, can talk about stats as they happen. Um, people in the math field who know analytics can do more of the mathematics side of things. Um, and at the end of the day, this is all for business as well. So like people who work for Riot Games, um, which is the uh, creator of League of Legends, they look for people who are uh, um, people who can reach out to the player base, see what uh, see what they are, reach out to the player base, see what the player base is wanting, what the player base is saying, um, all sorts of different jobs. So even in esports, it's not just all about the player. Um, but it's also all the jobs that surround that. Because on the surface, it's pretty straightforward. Here's a game, I play it, the end. Yeah. But like, there's a lot more that goes into that. It's not as simple as... like I remember when I first got started in communications, like when we had to shoot videos, I thought it was as simple as pick up a camera, start shooting, and you're done. But the more I got into it, I was like, there's a lot of pre-planning that goes into this that I didn't realize just how labor-intensive this all is. Oh, yes. It can, it can take a lot of work. It can, uh, it can be very labor-intensive, but really it all just goes hand-in-hand, hand. Um, and it's a really great thing. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad that there are more jobs that come with esports rather than just the games because a lot of people don't tend to understand that or don't always see that when it comes down to it because the main thing they're focused on, you know, is the gaming aspect or the kids or the teenagers sitting inside and just doing nothing but video games when in uh, when in reality not only is it just games are people playing games working on their communications. Um, and working on their uh, hand-eye coordination, awareness on the map and what's going on in front of them and around them. Problem-solving skills. Problem-solving skills. So it's more than just the player and what the player can benefit, um, but it's also all the jobs surrounding. So, like, your uh, your communications people, your casters, your technicians, all those sorts of people. It really does give a massive amount of openings for jobs. Uh, what is it... What is it like when you're getting ready to play a game? Because, you know, there has to be a mental side of this, too, where it's kind of you're going into this arena where there's people, there's another team, there's people watching you. How do you not, like, get in your own head and not, like, sort of freak yourself out? Like, oh, there's, there's a lot of people watching. I, there's a lot of pressure. Um, a lot of people, um, and I, I can't say a whole lot since I haven't had that, uh, that opportunity to stand on or to sit on a stage and play, uh, play games for esports. I I can't say that I have, um, but I know a lot of people, um, have the ability to you know just drown out. You know they can focus on the game at hand, um, f- focus in on what they need to, um, as far as the game goes. Some people may listen to music just to kind of get themselves into focus. I know that's what I do before our games. I listen to a little bit of music. Uh, maybe practice the game a little bit before we go into our uh, before we go into talking about who we need to uh, focus, what we need to do strategically, and other things like that. Um, but I know other players um, may just go on there and have no natural, no fear, no uh, no issues whatsoever. 
Jenkins would be really great. As long as you don't leave Roy Jenkins, I think you're going to be. <laughs> like, like, just, just oh. don't, don't jump into the fray. Nope. And uh, just, <laughs> yep. It, it, it was the worst possible thing you can do. <laughs> yes, but honestly, I uh, there's there's a lot that goes into it, and I guess it's different for each player. Um, but there are many a different ways that you can uh, find your way to get ready for a big stage event. Um, or even if you just get a little bit nervous when you play games, especially on a bigger caliber, you know, you just have to kind of find what works best for you, and then you just continue with that method. I think that would be a good place for us to to wrap up. So is there anything else that you would like to say before we let you go? Um I'm looking forward to our esports going for, uh, looking forward to our esports moving forward. Um, we're hoping to have more games. We stream on our Twitch channel whenever we do compete. Uh, we use the Twitch uh, www.twitch.tv slash WWGE. Um, that's where you'll find us streaming our games when we have games. Uh, we try to update the schedule regularly as we can. Um, and yeah, if you ever have the chance, please do check us out. We'd love to see new people. All right, Waldorf University Esports, the newest member of the Waldorf Athletic family. Well, thank you for your time to sit down and visit with us about this new exciting thing that's, uh, that's starting up here. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. All right. So if you want to check out this episode and other episodes, there's multiple ways you can do it. I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Spotify. You can also find us at anchor.fm slash Show. That's all one word. Remember, check back on Friday, November 15th. It is the one-year anniversary of the Evanation Show. You don't want to miss it. I have a big surprise planned, and you guys are going to love it. So for Xavier, I'm Evanation saying so long, and I'll see you next time.